This is The Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Ah, the 90s. The decade of AOL email, Windows 97, 3.5-inch floppy disks, blue suits with white shirts in the boardroom. We've come a long way since then. And despite all of our advances, I saw what looked like clip art, I think Windows 97 clip art, on a PowerPoint slide just yesterday. I'm pretty sure the presenter didn't intend to lead me down into a mind trip back into the presentation dinosaur age, but unfortunately she did. Thanks, Audible, for sponsoring this show. Audible is a provider of audiobooks. They have fiction, nonfiction, periodicals, New York Times bestsellers. They've got it all. I picked recently Jennifer Weiner's book called The Next Best Thing, and I really enjoyed it. It's about a girl who goes out to L.A., she becomes a sitcom writer, and eventually one of her scripts gets picked up by the network, and she becomes a showrunner. I really liked the story, but I also liked learning about how Hollywood works and when it comes to writing scripts and pilots and producing shows. I really thought it was fascinating. And the info came in handy when I recently interviewed Rory Albanese. He's the executive producer of The Daily Show or the ex-executive producer of The Daily Show because he left because he got a deal to write a sitcom script. So it was perfect. I knew exactly what he was talking about. If you'd like to indulge yourself with a fiction or a nonfiction book, you can. For public speaker listeners, Audible is offering a free trial and a free audiobook just to try their service out. You can choose the next best thing or any one of their 150,000 titles available. For your free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. At a conference just a few months ago, the guy on the stage was wearing a shirt with just one word on it, collaborate. There was no lectern, no microphone, and he didn't even use any slides. His hip unpresentation was engaging, inspiring, and fun. It also got me thinking about changes in the presentation landscape. In this two-part series, I look at where we've come from and where we're headed in the world of public speaking. Part one focuses on general trends in presentation style, and part two will dig into the latest trends in presentation technology. So here are the seven trends that I've noticed in presentation style. So I think the first trend is that corporations and presentations are going casual. Remember Casual Fridays when Casual Friday just meant a pair of khaki pants? That trend is quickly being replaced with a new one reflective of some common themes in today's presentations, approachability, likability, and trustworthiness. In increasing numbers, we're more likely to like and trust someone who looks like they're visiting us in our home rather than someone dressed in a formal interview suit. In fact, I've even noticed presentation rooms are becoming more casual with couches, stand-up bar tables, and conversation areas. Not only are clothing and presentation rooms becoming more casual, language choice is also more casual. I've seen a trend for men, and on very rare occasions, even women, to use profanity during presentations. Although I'm not easily offended by foul language, it can be tricky to use profanity in just the right way that adds to, rather than detracting from, the success of the presentation. Used incorrectly, it can significantly damage the personal brand and the influence of the speaker. This is one trend I recommend just skipping. 
Trend number two, audiences are demanding participation. They don't want to just be observers. They want to be part of your presentation. Professional speakers often say, audiences don't want a sage on the stage. Audiences want a guide at their side. Audience members want to be able to share their reactions, ideas, and comments during the presentations. And thankfully, as a result, presentations, even to large groups, have become much more interactive and engaging. In fact, over the last two years, I've noticed much more interest in my webinar, 12 and a half ideas to engage your audience, which to me is encouraging. I've also noticed more presenters asking to tweet or live blog key ideas, thoughts, and questions during the presentation. And in some cases, speakers are working harder to engage even the quietest members of the audience and use audience feedback to drive the direction of the presentation. In part two of this series, I'll talk a bit more about the technology they're using to do that. In addition to increased interactivity, conference organizers are also asking speakers to deliver more focused keynotes and breakout sessions. And successful speakers today hyper-focus on three and only three actionable, evidence-based ideas so that attendees can remember and derive real value from the presentations. General feel-good presentations packed with platitudes are just not effective. Also, smaller audiences are being invited to more intimate settings. The idea is to elevate the depth of connections between attendees and also between attendees and the speaker. The hope of the organizers is to elicit buy-in from this elite influential group who will then promote the ideas to their own network. As this trend grows, it appears this small group approach is growing in effectiveness. Webinars are continuing to grow in popularity, although the desire for live presentations is also growing. I'm a professional speaker who loves to deliver in-person presentations, so you might suspect that I would advise that webinars remain secondary to in-person meetings. But because of travel and time constraints, I expect the popularity of webinars to continue to grow. I also believe that we'll see even more live presentations as we move forward. I think this trend is likely to continue because the next generation of workers who are sitting in high schools, colleges, and graduate schools are highly relational and already accustomed to working in teams and small groups, and they're already comfortable with technology. My advice? Use webinars in conjunction with live events. Historically, movie clips, commercials, and training role plays were incorporated into presentations only when you were sure you'd be delivering the same presentation multiple times. It was necessary to ensure you could recoup the investment, both in time and money, needed to create and incorporate videos. Today, however, personal and amateur video is being increasingly incorporated, either as a direct confirmation of what the speaker is saying or as a springboard for future group discussion. Because it's so easy to quickly create and incorporate video, we're definitely seeing more video utilized in presentations. And I'm hopeful that as we move forward, the quality of these videos will increase. Smaller meeting rooms are requiring advances in small group technology. For example, we're now using big screen TVs as monitors, iPads and iPhones as clickers, personal and pocket projectors both to hold files and to project them. These changes in technology are requiring that more people learn better presentation skills. And finally, while PowerPoint still is presentation king, we are branching out. In addition to Apple's popular keynote, 
Programs like Google Presentations, Prezi, and SlideRocket offer tools the King just doesn't. Trend seven is faux retro. Presentations are definitely getting less formal and less polished maybe can appear more approachable. So abandoning a fixed presentation, either in part or in whole, and instead actually writing on a whiteboard or a smart board seems to be making somewhat of a resurgence. I've seen it in academia, but I've also seen it in industry as well. I suggest though that you don't go real retro. The idea fosters familiarity, but no one actually wants to see you lugging a real overhead projector into the room. You would think I would need to say this, but I did see a person just recently present with an overhead machine and awful overhead transparencies. Don't do that. In summary, presentations are more and less of what used to be. They're less formal, less one-sided, lesser in size, and even lesser in scope. At the same time, they're becoming more relational, more inspiring, more interactive, and a lot more engaging. Relatability is everything in presentations these days. And though the effort to appear friendly, casual, and inspiring requires an ironic amount of crafting, planning, and investment, it's an effort well worth it. Join me for part two of this series when we'll discuss the latest trends in presentation technology. This is Lisa B. Marshall, helping you maximize sales, manage perceptions, and enhance leadership through keynotes, workshops, books, and online courses. Passionate about communication, your success is my business. And don't forget to visit our sponsor, audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.